Welcome to the Momgasm Podcast. Blending motherhood, self-connection, sensuality, and pleasure. Normalizing what it means to be a mother and a sexual being. On this week's episode of the Momgasm Podcast, I got a little bit high and so did Sarah, but by proxy. We thought we were going to dive into the shift from provider to mother archetype, but what we actually ended up doing is having a lot of really weird conversations about the weather and how it affects our energy levels, and got into the full spectrum conversation of masculine energy and feminine energy and how that can come into play with the journey into motherhood, the struggle of surrender, and how that all affects us when it comes to the bedroom and our sex life. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. All right. Welcome to this week's episode. I've got my recording voice on, which means I'm maybe going to retain a thought and focus, but possibly not. Anyway. This week, we're here to talk about the shift from provider to mother. Yeah, man. Right? How yeah. how it, how we experienced it, how it affected us both in and out of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's really, again, one of those topics that we don't often... Uh... Well, really, it was kind of a topic that we never even thought of until we were eating tacos last weekend. Hi. We went downtown, had a little toke. We had a mom day. We had a mom day, and we just needed to blow off some steam. So we had a little toke, went to Antojo's, had some tacos, you had nachos. And then we just got talking. We are shooting the shit, and I don't even know how the fuck this topic came up. But we started talking about that that pressure we felt mm. after we became new moms and stopped becoming breadwinners, stopped becoming providers financially, mm. and how that really had a strain on us. And it was something I've never talked about to anyone right. other than Oliver. And like I didn't even know that it was something that I needed to talk about. But when you said it, I was like, whoa, this is something I think I need to unload. Right. And I feel like a bunch of other women might need to unload this because, like, I remember feeling a lot of heavy fucking shit. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Right? And it's, I mean, it's such a, whether you are lucky to have maternity leave, um, like paid maternity leave if you're in, in Canada or other, yeah. other places that provide that, um, even with that, there's still this shifting from your every day and what you're used to doing feeling like that boss ass bitch if you're mm-hmm. somebody like either of us where we're so used to like we're proud of our money we're proud of our money and we're proud of our work and we're we're like proud of our independence right and it's it's I know for me it's like part of my my values it's something that I value that I can provide for my family and bring something into the house and also like have that feeling of gratification and being paid Mm-hmm. for my work especially as like an entrepreneur and, and somebody who's like an independent creative mm-hmm. and coach and teacher and all of the things it's like so gratifying to to earn an income doing what I love mm-hmm. um, and having to like just live life and not have to worry so much about budget because of Matt leave or in my situation nothing really Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, the one thing that I do want to say before we like dive into totally the conversation get into it. is Lindsay and I are both kind of unpacking this and, you know, along the way we're kind of like working through whatever we, you know, the feelings that we felt when we were going through it. And um yeah, I just kind of want to put that out there that, yeah, we're just kind of, like, for me anyway, like, when I'm unpacking something, I'm speaking it out loud and making mm. sense of it, and then maybe it doesn't come out the way that I want it to come out, but yeah. And then the other thing that I wanted to say was, maybe it's not really a conversation about switching from provider to mother. Maybe mm. it's a conversation about independence. Maybe. maybe that's what it is. Because when you become a mom... You are no longer an independent entity. Mm, that's true. When you're married, you still have that level of independence. There's still, yes, I have my partner, but I can still provide for myself. Mm. I have my own job. I have my own money that comes into my bank account. If I want, I can leave him and I can live my own life. And then when kids come into the picture, it's like, oh, shit. I love that I'm the high one and you're getting super deep and philosophical <laughs> oh, here, like, man. right off the fucking get-go. I mean, I'm feeling it. <laughs> not going to lie. I'm, I'm deep into this conversation right now. Okay, before we get deep into this conversation, let's talk about our week. Let's Should we, tell, oh, we're going to backtrack and do let's week? Backtrack. I, was like, I was like, fuck it, we're just going straight for the meat this week. Well, I don't think we, I want everyone, let's talk about you your day. Them in, you want to ease them into let's, it? Let's ease you them ease into them it. Into it? Yeah. You want a little more yeah. foreplay? I want to tease them a little, a little bit. More foreplay. Oh, though speaking of foreplay, Kimberly, uh, oh shoot, what's her name? I think I've said this on the podcast before. It's entirely possible. Um, Kimberly from Mega Mama? Yeah. Mega, Mega something? Yeah. Um, I was like, if it doesn't come up in like the first. Kimberly Johnson. There we go. That was a brain fart right. moment for me. Um, she was talking about, I caught this video like in passing. She was talking about how foreplay is a terrible word and we shouldn't be using it. Because it signifies like working uh, up to something, yes. and then there's that pressure involved with it. And I'm also like not enjoying the full experience because I'm trying to get somewhere. Agree. So like, yeah. foreplay is a fucking terrible word, and I'm trying to remember to get it out of my vocabulary. But I'm so used to it being foreplay. What did she see? She suggest suggest I, in its place. I can't remember. I mean, I guess you could just say sex. Well, yeah, there is there is that. Because sex doesn't mean penetration. No. It's just right? intimacy. Right? Right? I'm drinking a fizzy drink and podcasting. I feel like that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Especially when you have a mic that picks up everything. <laughs> everything. There's no uh, privacy with this, with this microphone. Um, um, I cannot remember offhand what she suggested, but it was really good. Hmm. It was really good. And I was like, it was one of those like, yes moments. Hmm. So I was like, oh my God, hmm. this is, this is genius. So that was my added little like yeah. brain. Cause I was like, oh, let's do some foreplay and warm them up. But I'm like, you can enjoy the pleasure of like opening and receiving and all of the goodness without yeah. feeling the pressure to climax or go anywhere else. Fucking A. So. Thank you for saying that. Whether you climax on this episode or not. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. All good. <laughs> so my week. My yeah, week. so on that note. We're going back. This is going to be a little bit of a skewed all over the place episode. So if you're brand new to us, 
Uh, you're welcome for the additional ride. Yeah. Well, I did say where we are unpacking it. It's not right? going to be smooth, you know. Um. Anyway, so this week, um, this week has been fucking ridiculous and also incredible. Mm-hmm. Like both both spectrums of ridiculous, like mm-hmm. ridiculously awesome and ridiculously hard. Yeah. Um. Just, again, continuing the trend of not really sleeping very much Mm. and a baby that's, like, cutting all the teeth. Like, she's drooling so much right now. And so she's very clingy. She's on me, but she also doesn't really know what she wants. So she's, like, up, down, up, down, on the boob, off the boob. And I'm, like... so hard. I'm, like, I want to... Like help you, right? But I also want to throw you out the window, right? Because you you sympathize. You're like, I feel bad because you're teething. Like I I don't remember what it was like, but it obviously doesn't sucks. feel good. Obviously but at the sucks. same time, this fucking sucks for me. Right? Yeah, and this is like, and so especially when you're home, fuck. you're home with them all day. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I can't necessarily say that for everybody because I have no idea what. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but. In your situation. Um, in my you... situation, like, I'm home I'm home all day. Jeff works a 9 to 5, and I'm grateful it's just a 9 to 5. Like, yeah. hashtag blast. Yeah. But it's still, like, a good eight-hour chunk where she's on me or, like, demanding my attention in some way for eight hours straight. And, and the weather's like, been absolute shit. Which is making it a lot harder because yeah. I'm super sensitive with yeah. the weather yeah. situation. I can't just, like... Leave to go to the house because right. again, if you're new and you're uh, and you don't have I don't a car, drive, right? Yeah, I, don't, so I can't drive. It's yeah. So um, it's been like hard, but it's also been fantastic because we were on Turn Me On's one hundred f hundredth one hundredth episode. So good. Um, I'm high as fuck right now. <laughs> yes, and you are, great. queen. <laughs> we got to speak on a podcasting panel for yeah. business. We got to meet some really cool podcasters and like potential yeah. podcasters. We got to speak on the panel with some amazing podcasters like Bridie from Turn Me On. Terrence Taylor from so, Change the Narrative. Right? Like, yep. It was, it's been an epic couple of weeks such a great great few weeks but i'm also like haggard and like at my max it's actually the reason that i'm high right now is because i had such i mean again like when it's rainy like this my like my body physically aches and i'm tired Mm -hmm. and it just it's like it creates this level of density over everything Mm -hmm. also like emotions Mm -hmm. included same right yeah and so it almost feels like those heavy full moon days mm-hmm. in that sense, but almost more intense. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting, especially when it's like so thick like it is today. I feel like I got really deep in the talking about No, the but man, I am like, me. I am relating so fucking right? hard right now. So I'm just like, yep, <laughs> yeah. keep going. Yep. Mm-hmm, that, yep. <laughs> right. So it's, it's like with that today, I was just, I was feeling terrible. Like I laid... That's not true. I wanted to lay on the couch most of the day. Um, I mean, the day started really great because we were gifted. Like, I woke up at 6 a.m. That's the other thing. Yeah. Woke up at 6 a.m. and got up, did the things, and then she went back to sleep at, like, 9.30 when my husband and eldest daughter left. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I, I got to do this, like, sexy photo shoot with myself, which was really fun. It was fucking hot. I saw the pictures. Thanks, Fred. There's a great from behind shot, and woo! 
Yes. Look at that peach. Right. God dang. Thanks, friend. Oh my god. This is what friends are supposed to do. Thank you. I was like, now you're talking really annoying. And my shoulder's like up to my eyeballs. But thank you. You're very welcome. I hope people can like visualize how ridiculous that looks. I really hope. Um, but after that like super awesome morning and then getting to like also I got to go hang out with a friend of mine who Lives in New Zealand and is oh, here shit, and yes. also travels the globe. So I got to see Viola Hug. Today. Yeah, Viola Hug. And she also is a badass podcaster. Right. Um, she has the Abundance Babes podcast. So if you're interested in like abundance and business and soulpreneur magic stuff and just like literally stepping into your leadership and hmm, I'm going to check this it's, out. It's so good. It's so good. She's great. She also wrote um, a really awesome book too. So hmm. I got to hang out with her and it was so great. Um, That's awesome. But even in like being there, like my energy was so much lower than yeah. it would normally be. And I was like, this is weird. I want to be like, yay. Right. But I'm like, yay. Yeah. Right? And so it's yeah. it's just, oh. so after that came home and uh, she was doing her thing. Man, that's her. exactly how right? I've been feeling. And it's so weird. I was saying this to you yesterday when we were, went <clears throat> out. I am supposed to be in my summer right now. Like I am very close to ovulating and I feel like I am in my winter, but I'm not bleeding. Like I, Oliver, he came home from work today. Um, he, you know, he's been trying to initiate sex for the last few days. I have just been like, no, uh, uh-uh, I'm, I don't want any of it. Mm. And he said to me, he's just like, you're really withdrawn right now, aren't you? I was like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on, man. Like, this is so weird. Like, what usually when I'm close to ovulating, right. I am like, stripped down, Ollie, right fucking now. Like, right. let's do it here and there, everywhere. Right. And now I'm, I'm just like, I want to put all my clothes on. I want to go to the studio. I want to paint with my headphones on. I want to smoke weed. Like, I don't want anything to do with anybody. Mm. Like, I just want to zone the fuck out. And all he said to me is like, well, the moon right now is in cancer and that's my sign. So like bringing out all your emotions, making you want to be crabby and like, you know, hide from everyone. Right. I'm feeling that in yeah. a big way. I'm like, it's not even that I'm not grateful or excited or appreciative of everything that's happening. No. I 100% am, but I'm yeah. like, fuck all of you. I'm going to go under a rock for like 45 it's minutes. It's the weirdest thing because right? like when I went to the panel, I was like, I know that this is exciting for me, and I am excited, but at the same time, there's this weird dullness inside of right. me. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, usually I'm super mm. vibrant and, you know, making everybody laugh and, like, you know, wanting to engage, engage, engage. And I just was like, oh, man, I could really just go home and put on my PJs and call it a fucking night. Yeah. So it's been weird been really really weird and i'm hoping that like next week when like i'm in my real thick of it's summer i'll it's also supposed to be sunny for the next like yeah i'm gonna soak up that vitamin d and hopefully get some more vitamin d at night (laughs) double dose that vitamin d double fucking dose girl (laughs) okay um that's really funny but oh my god you can probably hear my husband like sternly (laughs) And loudly 
coaching my eldest daughter to sleep. Do you love how do you love how I like worded that? That was good. Yeah. That was good. I was like I was like, oh, this is working well. Don't get stuck. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I so because the day was so weird and the yeah. week's been crazy and like yeah, I fell asleep, so I got um Finally, when the chaos stopped, I watched, like, two Netflix movies in between chasing a human and doing the things. And then um, Jeff got home. I passed out for 15 minutes, woke up, ate some food, and also two pot cookies. (laughs) So I had... (laughs) I, I like... Because I still had a headache when I woke up, but I was still, like, no. I was in that kind of dull place where I was like, Mm. I'm not feeling this. Mm Mm-hmm. In the way that I want to, and I need to do something about it. You had a headache too. I had a headache. I had like on pressure. It's yeah, like high density crap. I had to take a Tylenol, and I hate taking Tylenol. Well, that's why I didn't. It was either Tylenol or uh, some cannabis cookies, and I went for cannabis. But what's interesting is like when you got here, they started kicking in, and now I'm like getting super close to peaking, and I'm like, my face is gonna go numb mid podcast. What's that going to sound like? <laughs> I feel like this should be on a Patreon or something. Like, we should, people should be paying for this experience. Right? It's a pretty fucking epic experience. Oh, man. Uh, if you're in the den, I'll give you my recipe. Yes, <laughs> yes. There you go. Hey, that could be a Patreon. Know, right? Oh, yeah. Anyway. Lindy's cookie recipe. They're actually delicious because they're butter cookies. Oh, man. They're so good. I mean, not great if you're vegan. Yeah. But, but if you're not, they're get on fantastic. It. So, I guess we should just dive back in. Well, well how's your... Well, I guess you did kind of talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Honestly, related. that is the, the highlight right. of the... It's not, not a highlight. Not the highlight, the low But that it has the dimly been lit. the... <laughs> cold, like, the, the main... What's been going on. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get over that. I have... Honestly, I've actually been spending... I know I said, like, all I want to do is go into my studio. But I always... I don't get to do that because yeah. kids. And then at night, I'm, you know doing podcasty things or just getting high. Um, but I have been spending a lot of time in the studio and with Henry. It's usually when Roland's sleeping. But I've actually started this really cool painting series where I am painting. Um, I have four little mini canvases, and each each one is going to be a vagina that correlates with my season. Vulva? So vulva. Vulva. I have a spring vulva. Winter vulva, autumn vulva, and summer vulva. Oh my god, I love it. And I've already done the springs. I, I wanted to make sure that I was doing them as I'm in the season. So I'm like, I'm really excited about this. And really, all that I've been like painting and drawing are pussies. Mm. Like, I'm not really doing anything else. Like, that's just all I can see, and that's all that's coming out. But it's great. Like, it's very therapeutic. I just like draw them, I paint them, and then I add all the detail. And mm. I just zone the fuck out drawing pussy. That's aw- that actually sounds amazing to me. That's kind of yeah. That's kind of like how my little photo session was yeah. today. Because it's like for me, it's another medium of of expression and yeah. creation for me. Yeah. Like I love. Um, I mean, not only the therapeutic value of like taking photos mm-hmm. and seeing my hot fucking body. Yeah. Now my baby's crying. This is going well. Um, <laughs> fucking great. Fucking great. Jeff, I love you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I love you. Go the fuck to sleep. I love you. <laughs> I love you. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
every fucking parent does that, man. I do that every fucking night. Henry is like, bye, fuck, shut the fuck up. I love you. Shut the fuck up. parenting moment on a mom podcast ever oh man that was good that was good oh what, what the fuck I don't even know what I'm saying anymore I don't know what you were saying either to be completely honest oh therapeutic taking pictures of yourself <laughs> right yeah no so not only like that benefit in therapy of like seeing my body and being yeah. like, huh? But it's also like the creative, like where is the light and like what will this look like? And I have this idea in my head. Can I translate that idea into absolutely an image? And so it's like I get in that zone where it's like, do, like it's just doing. Like this is my thought. Here I'm gonna set it up this way. Does this mm-hmm. work? Like it's just fun, man. Honestly, I try like I haven't taken nudes in a while but I I I love taking nudes I see them as such a an empowering thing to do and honestly I hope that every woman listening to this will take some nudes of herself if she has a dollar or or send yeah you can start with like just you and like a super cute tea and like some cotton panties it is unbelievably empowering Mm -hmm. like prior to to um uh to me, doing that kind of on the regular, taking news was like something I never fucking, ever fucking right? did. Well, you know what's interesting? What? I actually did. I used to take news of myself when I was like super young, like, I want to say like between 14 and 16. Yeah, when I was a horny teenager. Like on a regular, yeah. but like even when I was super young, I was doing this and then I, my on a few occasions... My parents like found the camera, Ooh, and I got a I got a stern old talking to. Oh dang! Uh, also got prayed over a whole bunch of times. Oh dang! <laughs> so it's like I, yeah, yeah. I it's funny because I used to do it all the time, and even then it was like curiosity of what does my body look like, yeah. and like getting that association of like this is how I feel in my body. This is what that feeling looks like in my body um as a teen but then also that like what will this look like creative medium wise Mm -hmm. so it's been cool that i i totally forgot i used to do that when i was a kid Mm -hmm. completely forgot and now Mm -hmm. i'm remembering it because i'm actively doing it again and like lighting that spark yeah i feel like when you do anything it doesn't you know you don't have to be doing taking the photos to Send them to anybody. No, do it for yourself. Take them uh, for yourself. I mean, most of the time when I take them, it is for myself. Oh, for me to look me. at them. Always for me. And to ignite that sexual energy. Because, mm. I mean, right now would be perfect to do that. And actually, when I was leaving tonight to come here, Ollie, we were saying goodbye to each other. And we had pretty, like, a passionate kiss. And I was like, mm. oh, no, like, I don't want to. He's like, babe, he's like, I'm not trying to come on to you. I'm trying to ignite your sexual energy because I feel like you yeah. need that right now. And I was like... God dang! I just got you, wise motherfucker. I just got horny, right? Ooh. I was like, Jesus, all That's some, like next level conscious partnering right there. Fucking a! I was like, all right, babe, let's yeah, give it to me. And so we started making out a little bit, and then Henry was like, "Mommy, Daddy," and he was like, in between us, I was like, "All right, okay," but I was like, "Fuck yeah, Ollie, that was." Exactly the, what I needed. Also, the hottest thing you could probably ever say to me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
I mean, that that ignited me right away. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that I, re- I just remembered was on the weekend, again, I was feeling super dull, and uh, I got in the shower, and I was just like, all right, like, I... I got to do something for myself. Mm. I just need to touch my skin, like get back into this body. Cause mm. I was coming out of my winter and I was like, I just need to get back in this body. So I started like just kind of moving my body in the shower and I started picturing myself as this like the sex, the sensual sorceress concubine sort of thing and picturing my spine as a snake. Mm. And I just, wasn't doing it for any other purpose. I wasn't trying to stimulate anything on my body. I was just dancing. And I, when I came out of that shower, I was juicy as fuck. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. I, I, that, I, I have tried dancing for myself before, but it is never, I think I was doing it with the purpose of turning myself on enough to, to have sex with Oliver. But this time I was literally just tapping into my sexual energy with no other purpose, and I ended up coming out of it so turned on that I had to fuck Ollie right then yes. and there. So we put Henry in his room and just fucking went at it. Oh my god. I felt kind of bad. I was no, like, oh, sorry, even. Henry, because he was like, mommy, daddy, <laughs> 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 I was like, mama gotta get some. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. I'm so glad you shared that story. So, yeah, ladies, take pictures for yourself. Dance for yourself. Get naked for yourself. Yeah, if you're if you're feeling like, if you're experiencing dullness like me and Lindsay right now, mm-hmm. like ignite that sexual energy right. just to you know pep yourself up. Because right. honestly, it fucking works. Oh man, man, does it ever work? It is sexy to be sexy for yourself. It really is. Right. It really is, and a lot of people find that awkward to like be turned on by yourself. <gasps> I turn the fuck on out of myself that was a really bad sentence right yeah but Turn the I, fuck on out of myself <laughs> <laughs> the words came out but not in the right order um i am super fucking turned on by myself mm-hmm. like on a regular basis now mm-hmm. um and that was a feeling that i fought for a very long time i mean again i didn't I didn't as a kid because it was that, again, it's that, like, curiosity and, like, matching external versus internal. Um, But then I got reprimanded for it Mm -hmm. and that I thought it was bad and I had the story that, like, if, if I think I'm attractive, if I, like, put any... I don't know. Anything inside your body? Or, like, if I, if I think... I'm attractive or if I think I'm like god forbid sexy mm. then I'm like sinful. You're called a narcissist and I'm right and yeah. I'm full of myself. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so it's like you have to toe this line of like being socially acceptable and not shining too brightly but making sure that you put on your makeup, your nails, your whatever right to look good for other people to appease society but not yourself, right? Yeah. So it's it's, yeah. And that's just another way where it's like our power is being taken or mm-hmm. has been taken. Yeah. And now it's like, fuck that. I'm going to take it back. Yeah. I'm going to give myself permission to think that I'm, to know. It's not even think, to know that I'm hot as fuck. Yeah. And it's like, it's not even necessarily a physical thing. It's this energy that I embody because I yeah. accept the physical thing and the emotional thing and like the entirety of, of who I am and my, and my being. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, oh, that is hot. Absolutely. Uh, this all this conversation 
uh, lends itself really well to the book I'm reading, Pussy Reclamation, mm. by Regina, Re- Regina Thomas Howard, I think her name is. I was she, like, I can find out. Yeah, she, her nickname is Mama Gina. Um, yes. This book, Pussy, is a, uh, I'm only about halfway through, and it's an incredible resource to tap into the sacred sexual feminine energy that all women embody and we have been has been dimmed it has been feared we we've been taught to fear it we've been taught to feel shameful about it and mama gina is basically on a mission Mm -hmm. Um, she's created a movement to remind every woman that there is a sensual sorceress and inside all of us and that energy that we can tap into affects so many parts of your life. Yep. So many parts of your life. Well, it's, it's like for me, like even coming from that like faith basis background mm-hmm. of like me, like I would say I'm a somebody that has a faith system. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have personal beliefs about a higher power. And yeah. it's like even if I'm coming from that faith basis, which is weirdly enough the excuse that's, or the reason, quote unquote, that's given to most women of why they need to stay in line and stay small and be disconnected, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I look at that and I'm like, I wouldn't have been given this if I'm not supposed to tap into it and connect to it and embody it. Mm-hmm. It's a part of me. Why would I ever yeah. be given something that I'm not supposed to fully embody? Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah. that doesn't even make sense to me. Why? Why would he or they or whatever have right? made this yeah, a part of me if I'm not supposed to like fully lean into that goodness? Yeah. Why would I feel pleasure if it wasn't supposed, if I'm not supposed to experience that and feel it? That's what Mama Gina basically, she herself experienced from an early age. She had these, uh, I forget who, what she refers to this entity as, this higher being as that she would come into contact with. It basically was her sexuality, her, mm. that, that part of herself, the pussy power. Um, she was coming into contact with it, and, and she, but she came from a very religious background as well. I think she's Jewish, and there's, so there's a lot of shame, and she spent the better part of her life searching for for where this, where this was in her religion. Where, where could she find what she mm. was feeling? And she couldn't find it anywhere. And all she found were women who were systemically shamed and a lot of the time mutilated mm-hmm. for their sexuality. Um, horrible, horrible things. And it was only until she was in like her late 20s or something and, and she was taking an acting class and one of the acting classes w- was about being sensual. And they instructed the students to go home and touch themselves. Yes. Because her, her acting instructor told her that she wasn't being sensual enough in this role. So he said, go home and touch yourself. And she was mortified. But she touched her pussy and she all of a sudden like tapped in yes. to that thing that she, that, she, that she came into contact with when she was younger and then all of a sudden everything blossomed and bloomed and she mm. yeah and i i feel like we since we've been on this journey of momgasm we've been coming into contact with some women who have never touched themselves yeah. very little have touched themselves and we've instructed them and helped them and supported them and they've come back to us saying oh my god 
I wouldn't say instructed. Not instructed. But definitely like peppered some ideas yes. or resources. Definitely their way. supported. Right? For Held space sure. For them in, in yeah. Experience. Yeah. And they've come back and, and you know, saying like, I can't believe that, right. you know, I've never done this before. Right. And, and I, I, yeah. I can get, I can, we, okay, we're getting like way I know, off I was literally what? just about to like what? wheel us back into what we were going to talk about initially, um, but this is also an important conversation to have. It also, actually is. Also, yeah. for all of you that are listening, Thaz, apologies for like the clicking. It's my dog and her like <laughs> aggressively long nails. Yeah. Um, and then I just, I let her out of the room and then there's probably been some like banging because <laughs> people are awake now. I don't know what's going on. Whatever. There's some parenting. It's been, it's been good. We're just real over here. Oh my just God. Just fucking real. I'm fucking realist. Being very um, So what we were saying, what we originally yeah. jumped on this, on, on this on, jumped on this podcast. Yeah. Who am I? Um, it's not alive, Lindsay. <laughs> Fuck. Um... The cookie's talking, it's taking over! <laughs> Jesus fuck! Um, oh god, when I listen to that back, I'm just gonna die on the inside. It's gonna happen. Oh, this is great, I love it, I love glad. it. I feel like you're like high by proxy. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you though? I don't know, maybe. I don't know, it's kind of hard to say. Oh. I'm just feeling good, right? Yeah. Which is what I'm feeling too. Yeah. Maybe it's the peppermint tea? I don't know. Maybe it's not peppermint tea. I'm not sure. Ganja mint tea? That'd be great. That would be great. Fuck. Man. Hmm. Does that exist? I'm sure something like that exists. Where do I buy that? Um, <laughs> anyways, we were talking We were talking about the conversation that we had in Antoho when we were high, and mm. we, were, we were talking about, I started talking about my struggle, or my kind of, um, it was a little, it was like part identity crisis. Yeah. Part, um, sexual withdrawal stemmed by said identity crisis, I think. Um, and it wasn't so much, I didn't get it with the first. So I didn't get it with the first because I, at the time, um, I was growing or I had grown, uh, a pretty successful network marketing business and I took I didn't I had the intention of taking a lot of time off but I kind of kept like poking in here and there and doing what I could but I didn't I worked like maybe an hour a day so I wasn't really working I wasn't really doing much I was just kind of raising my kid and I made more money in that six months than I had in my entire business prior mm-hmm. so it was that I was like look at me I'm making I'm rolling it this is great um, so it was like, I was kind of power tripping. I was like, I'm making the babies and I'm pumping out cash. Yeah. Right. And it's Boss easy and it's bitch. great. So I was like riding that high, mm. but then, then, but then with number two, it was a completely different scenario. So like through shifting my priorities and momming more, like my business fell apart because that's as with any business if I don't give it time or energy or dedication yep. then it's not going to keep growing forever yeah. <laughs> it's pretty common sense hopefully um, I just didn't have space for it and it it, it kind of collapsed and it got to the point where like I was only making maybe like a I don't know like $300 a month 
mm-hmm. over what I was paying. So it was like from that crazy high with number one to number two coming from this like really high point in my business outside of the network marketing thing. Cause I had kind of shifted and been like, Oh, I, I was actually hiding behind a network marketing business because it was easier than just doing the thing that I was actually called to do, which is scary as fuck. Mm-hmm. So like retreats and the coaching and, and that, that cool stuff, that cool stuff. So it's like, I, I was speaking at all of these events and I was doing all of these things all the way up until 30, 33 weeks with Fallon. I think. Yeah, with mm. Fallon. It actually might have been, I think I actually spoke at 36 weeks mm. at an event with over 500 women. Mm. Delivered this like killer, killer, killer speech. You did. Right? Yeah, you really did. Thank you. It's, it's available on the internet, I think. Yeah, it's so- on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's um, So if you search Lindsay Amla um, and one woman, you'll find it. And it's like, it's killer. It was. It's killer. It was like this shortened version of like my signature workshop that's mm-hmm. in my retreats. I had done my first, or actually in that pregnancy, I did my first retreat ever. And I did my second retreat, which is a sold out retreat. So I went from like, I was like having all of these successes in my business. I was getting like massive thumbs up from the universe with like, yeah, this is what you get for like not being afraid to just do your thing and getting financially rewarded for it and feeling really abundant. And again, like, oh yeah, I'm good. I got this. It's going to be great. And I had like already had a retreat on my books for like postpartum Mm -hmm. and I had thought I was going to be speaking at all of these different things and I had a few stuff lined up and then I had the baby, had that traumatic experience eight days in and it was like, <clears throat> done. All of it was done. I completely unplugged. I completely shut down um, with the postpartum anxiety. I was like, I can't, I just need to focus on me. Mm-hmm. And then like the loss of my sex drive played into that story too. So it was like this crazy height of my career Mm. and like feeling like so validated Mm. in what I was doing Mm. and like so validated and like yeah you can mother and make a killing doing what you love yeah uh which is still true still all true yep but I went from like living it out and like feeling what it would feel like every day and like being able to project and be like yeah if this trajectory continues at this day I'm gonna be I'm going to be at this goal that I set and mm-hmm. to like nothing, mm-hmm. fucking nothing. Um, and it was, it was life altering. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But had to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, cause mom, we wouldn't be here doing mom gas yeah. if it hadn't happened. Cause there I would know. be a traveling the world and speaking and mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had time to sit down and do this with you. Yeah. Um, or the need to, because yeah. this came out of that, like, sitting in the fertile place and doing the nothing, um, crying a lot, crying a lot, uh, resisting for a long time. Resisting how? Um, resisting what? Not quitting my business, not, Uh. um, like trying to keep something going through Mm -hmm. like a social media post here and there. Mm -hmm. Hanging on with your fucking teeth, claws, like, like, not giving in. Right? I did that for probably three to four months and then finally I let go and I just surrendered and I was like my only goal right now is contentment right here can I be content right here and how did that feel game changer fucking game changer and then I think like did you cry did you feel elated was it joy was it uh, just relief 
a little bit of all of it. Yeah. It, but the the contentment thing, kind of made peace with all of it. Like it was. Yeah. There was a lot of crying, mm-hmm. and like emotionally surrendering, spiritually surrendering, physically surrendering, Did leading you? up to that, and then it was like contentment. And then a month and a half later, we were like. This is one thing that I wanted to ask, mm-hmm. and this is something that I was talking to my mother-in-law about today because we we're talking about this episode, um, and I was trying to find a word to describe it that would be a feminine word because the only word I could think of was emasculated. Well, we have we have masculine and feminine energy, right? There you, go. Right? There like you go. And the masculine energy would be being a provider. Yeah. So did you feel emasculated? Yeah, for fucking sure. And that's what I could not fucking deal with right and it was hard and it's so it's and the thing that I think is really interesting that we got into in that conversation is like how that affects you in your relationship and how it affects you in your sexual relationship yeah like I even though um my libido was super low I because I wasn't bringing in the money and I didn't feel successful anymore I felt like I owed my partner something yes Oh my God, you're, I, you're hitting it so hard on the head for me. It's, it's kind of really therapeutic that we're having this conversation because I've never talked to anybody about this. Right. And And I I guarantee there are people listening to this that are like doing, having the exact same physical reaction that you're having right now. Like I remember so vividly, Lindsay, after I gave birth to Henry and I was on mat leave, there were so many times I was up at night crying my eyes out because I wasn't providing for our family. Mm-hmm. And that was so, it went against everything that I stood for my entire life. Since I was yeah. a child, I've been so fiercely independent and I've wanted to provide for myself in every single way. And I've never wanted a man to have to provide for me. When mm-hmm. Ollie and I started getting together, I never once wanted him to provide for me. And if he did, it took a lot out of, it took a lot of patience and a, just a lot of surrendering mm. for me to be able to say, okay, I will accept your help and we will do this. But it, I always had to make sure it was equal. Everything was fucking equal. So the moment that I gave birth, everything changed because then I was at home and so I felt like I had to do all the chores. I had to make mm. all the dinners. And I remember saying to Ollie, I'm like, you better never fucking say to me, where's dinner? And you better never fucking say, right. why is this dirty? But we're like doing that to ourselves. Oh, yes. And I remember Ollie looking at me. He's like, babe, I would never say anything anything like that to you. I never expect you to take any up any of the work. And I remember making Ollie do a lot of more housework and making dinners very early on after I had Henry. Mm. And something inside of me was just like, oh my God, now I feel... Like, this is not okay. Mm. And then there was just this whole weird power dynamic dilemma that was going on inside of me. And I had no idea how to articulate what was happening. And, mm. and then, yeah, bled into the bedroom. And I felt, like you said, that I had to please him right. because he was providing for me. And it's, oh, I hated and, that. But it's not, and this is the thing I want to be clear about this, at least in my experience, it was never that my partner was putting that on me, Same. ever. I was doing it to myself. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. And then it was coming out in this weird microaggression yeah. towards him in these really strange ways. Yeah. Right? Shit. Wow. This conversation, this, con- oh my God, like, 
This is very therapeutic. And yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really happy we're having this conversation. Right? Yeah. It came out in so many ways that I felt... And, and then you'd be left with feeling like, fuck, I'm being an absolute fucking bitch right? to my partner and he is being so understanding. And that made me even more angry. Right? I was like, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a vicious... It's a vicious cycle. And it's... But we're not... And this is why I think this conversation is so fucking important is because there's so many of us that aren't talking about it that we just stay stuck in that vicious cycle because we're never once given permission to say, it's okay, you can stay home, you're doing good work, you are providing more than enough, and this does not change your worthiness. Yeah, that's how it changed for me. Ollie really helped me rewire my brain and, and he said, babe, you're not any less valuable or you're not... You are providing just as much as I am for this family mm. by being at home and taking care of our boys. And it mm. took me a long time to wrap my head around that. Right. But I was like, yeah, you're fucking right. I am. This is hard right. work. And the times that he would stay home with the boys for a couple hours and I would come home and I'd see how exhausted he was, I'd realize, shit, wow, this is tough. And mm. wow, yeah, I, I am really providing for my family by taking care of them and doing the things that I do. Mm. But I still felt like I needed to provide financially. And so I took and on sexually <laughs> and sexually sexually. Yeah. That whole thing didn't change until the second baby that took a long time, but financially I, you know, I started my own business and I felt like I was providing in all the ways. But I remember saying to Ollie, like, you know, Sometimes I felt like I was taking on too much. He's like, well, in a lot of ways you are. Like, mm. you're trying to be Wonder Woman, and I love you for it, and you can be Wonder Woman, but sometimes you got to take the cape off, babe. Ah, nice. Well put. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that, t- that took a long time. Mm-hmm. There was many nights where I would stay up very, very, very late and work myself to the bone. Well, here's a, here's a thought. Do you think having a conversation with like this with somebody earlier on would have made a big difference? Holy shit. Yeah. Like I'm getting chills right now thinking about that. Mm. I have actually, like I'm, this is an actual physical reaction. I, Oh no, I have like pins and needles all over <sighs> my body too. I'm like, Ooh. yeah, it was something that took up so much of my mental energy and I had no idea how to mm. articulate it. And if I had, like, I almost feel like I want to cry. Like, if I had mm. another woman come to me and be like, I'm going through the same thing. Like, mm. this is fucked up right now. Right. If someone could just could have just said, I recognize what you're going through. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Or like, I'm in it too. I'm or in it I too. was there three months ago. Yeah. Or like, don't worry. Yeah. This is just an adjustment period. Yeah. And it's okay. It's A, it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to feel any way yeah. that you're feeling. That's like, lean into that shit. It's... Yeah. revolutionary um, so it's absolutely okay if you're feeling this way if you're relating to this if um, you're having a Sarah like epiphany man. and reaction like totally normal um, you're not flawed for thinking this way even though I'm sure you felt mm-hmm. that yeah. in thinking this in the past but you're not we mm-hmm. all go through it and it's this transition and it's okay to go through this transition but it's also okay to to speed up the transition by having conversations mm-hmm. and leaning into that and understanding that you're not alone because I know I definitely felt completely isolated when I was going through it and wish I had had the conversation earlier on. Thankfully, mm-hmm. I was having the conversation a lot with my husband and I was like saying, listen, babe, like this is how I'm feeling. This is what's really going on. I'm sorry I fucking yelled at you. Mm. Like I'm feeling, I'm just feeling really unstable yeah. in my identity right now and I don't know how to be myself and it's like when I was feeling like I should be 
pleasuring him in some way, I would have that conversation where I'm like, this is how I'm feeling. This is why I don't want to do this right now because it's going to be for the wrong reasons. And it's like, I remember more than once before I was doing that where I like, I don't know, I got him off or something for like the first time in forever. And then I immediately started being like a little micro aggressive with him because I was like, well, fuck, I didn't even want to do that. That wasn't fun for me whatsoever. I'm not like, and then I'm like blaming him yeah. for making me do it. I'm like, he didn't make me do shit. Yeah. That's all on me. Yeah. hundred percent on me. So it was like, I had to, I had to get super honest and be like, this is where I am. If this is the reason that I'm doing this, we can't do this. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but it's where I'm at. And I think in doing that more, it helps me move, move through it quicker. And then also that, allowing more space for the feminine energy to come in, recognizing that everything that I was experiencing was because I live so heavily in the masculine and that maybe I'm in a phase of life where I need to call in more feminine. And so that's when I started doing meditation every day, doing yoga nidra, um, focusing on surrendering exactly where I was and being content, finding like cultivating that feeling of contentment Mm -hmm. and tapping back into moon cycles and, and really focusing on this like holistic calling in of the feminine energy and also just feeling into the feminine energy because that's it it's the it's the not doing that allows you to be in that feminine space it's interesting you say that because i remember after i gave birth to henry you know going through all of this i remember thinking about before i got pregnant and remembering how I've really, I've lived in my masculine energy for a very long time. Mm. And I remember thinking about being, you know, what if one day I became a mother? And what did that, what did, how did I feel about that? And it always made me feel angry because I felt like giving in to my femininity was a weakness. Mm. And so when I did become pregnant, I didn't, that didn't really dawn on me. It was only until after I gave birth and I really had to surrender into my femininity by breastfeeding, Mm. by, by literally doing the most feminine thing you can do with your body. Other than birthing. Other than birthing. Feeding a child right. from your from your breast, giving every every ounce of you of your of, of who you are to this tiny little being mm. that you that came out of your there's, body. There's so much surrender in motherhood. There's so, so much surrender in motherhood. Much. And it's like, I mean to birth a baby you have to surrender. Yeah. You and have that, to that was so fucking hard. To, to, to surrender to that femininity. I was clinging so tightly to my masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Everything that about me that I've built. Well, it's because we live in such a masculine-dominated society. Everything, the whole fucking patriarchy Absolutely. is masculine-dominated. Absolutely. And it devalues. It's not even that it's like masculine-dominated. It's that it devalues feminine energy. It, yeah. It, you're, people are always on top of you if you're slow, if you're late, if like... It's not done by a certain deadline. There's no adequate space for rest and relaxation and restoration throughout the day, let alone the week. Like, it's very do more and you will be validated. Do less and you're a fucking waste of space. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think also me growing up with two older brothers, um, I always wanted to prove that I was just as good as them. And so I took a lot, a lot of masculine energy on to prove that I was just as good. And 
I just kind of went really hard with that. And I really looked up to my father. Um, I thought that he was like the mo I, I still do. I, th I thought that he was just like this godly figure. Everyone knew him. He played in a band. He played in front of audiences and they'd all be cheering for him. And it just, mm. I highly prized masculine energy. And so becoming a mother was a really difficult transition mm. in so many different ways. Anyway, sorry, I, I got super distracted. I was trying to be, like, super cool and keep time. <laughs> and then I was like, whoa, our waves are tiny. What's wrong? I hope this is working. Oh, again, this when I listen anything, when it? I listen to this, it's good. No. no it when doesn't. I listen to this, I'm going to be like, that's an obnoxious voice. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> sorry to our listeners for all of my weird, obnoxious voices. If you love them, though, feel free to let me know so I feel less <laughs> stupid as fuck about them. Also, if you hate them, you can also let us know. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to stop doing them. Because yeah. <laughs> that would be inauthentic as fuck. Yeah. Um, and this whole conversation uh, is like, just, you got to lean into both energies. You got to lean into... Yeah, this, this conversation has been really interesting because we thought we were going to talk about, you know, this like stay-at-home mom syndrome. We are, though. But this, we is, are. this is what it is. But it's it's... I thought it was just going to be about not providing financially, but it's encompassing a lot of different things. And I didn't think it was going to be this therapeutic, to be completely right. honest. But it's <laughs> it's uncovering a lot of stuff that I I, I think yeah I just uh, never dealt with. Right. Yeah. But it's it, this is why conversation is so important. This is why like yeah we need the space to hear these things, and yeah. we need the space to have these conversations and talk about it and get into it and be raw about it and be real about it and recognize that we're not alone in it. Mm -hmm. Um, because that is healing. That mm -hmm. is fucking healing to hear, to have your experience validated in somebody else's story, even if you never share your own story. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, you're not, you're no braver or stronger for sharing versus not sharing. Yeah, you, um, yeah exactly. Right. We all yeah. have you stories don't, and yeah. we all have, we don't need to, no. you do not need to share to be part of a movement. No, you do not. That's something I'm also learning about right now. Right. Yeah. Like you can, you can have a voice and say nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, which I think is important to, to put out there. Cause I know sometimes it can feel like there's that pressure to, mm -hmm. to share and show up and, and do, do the things, especially, yeah. um, as women in the day and age that we're living in and, fuckery that mm -hmm. is happening below us yes they're below us yeah they're below yeah <laughs> i was like oh geography the usa <laughs> um i think there is that kind of sometimes we sometimes we feel that pressure to to have a voice to get up to share to do but mm -hmm. even just being part being witness to the conversation yes. and standing um in spaces where the conversation is happening is is loud enough yeah absolutely right? Um, I feel like I'm saying some profound shit tonight. This is a very profound episode. Let me just say that right now, okay? I'm going to be editing this and being like, Jesus, all these fucking truth bombs. Wow. Right? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's important. Oh, it's important. absolutely. This is a very uh, vital conversation. Uh, yeah. On a number and of also levels. like. The, the really cool thing that happens when you do surrender and, and recognize like, oh, being in my, being in my feminine is okay. And there is, yeah. there is a time for tapping into my masculine again. And it will yeah. come like yeah. when I, it's like when I, it's like when I declared that, when I made that like active conscious shift of mm -hmm. like, 
it's okay to just be. Yeah. And this is enough. Yeah. Let this is more than enough. Um, or, and the other one that came to me was like, your time to mother is now. Yeah. Like this is lean into your womanhood. Like yeah. this is going to help you. Um, when I made that, those connections and I finally like let go completely and was like, okay, I trust that like the, the stuff will come back. It will come when it's mm-hmm. ready and I'm going to, I'm going to be here and it's going to be cool. The way that my relationship to myself and my partner shifted too, like mm-hmm. almost instantaneously mm-hmm. was huge because I, I wasn't putting that pressure on myself anymore and therefore wasn't like reacting mm-hmm. to everything he was doing. And I was able to actually be present. And I, I like was sitting in this wild presence of gratitude and like cry- weeping over my kids, mm-hmm. like every day being like, I am so grateful and blessed that I get to do this mm-hmm. right now that this is the only thing I have to do is to like enjoy and be your mom yeah right now like this is I not everybody gets that experience mm-hmm. for as long as I've had it and it's like that's enough and it's so enough and it's so awesome and I'm so privileged to get to do this mm-hmm. and so I was actually I went from like feeling so tense, so stressed out, so like high anxiety all of the time um, to just being like, my life is so amazing. Yeah. And I just, look at my kids, they're so beautiful. Yeah. And I'm like, I have the best husband, I just want to suck his dick. <laughs> and I'm like so grateful to suck his dick. Like it was like 180 shift though. Yeah. Right? Because I yeah. I wasn't pressuring myself and then I was like, ooh, right. pleasure is feminine. Yeah. Oh, it is. 100%. 100%. Right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There is, um, I, I was listening to you say that. I was thinking about there being like this, I was envisioning, you know, looking at Henry and Roland and just being, yeah, like you said, very grateful to be to be their mother. And I was saying to my mother-in-law today about how I only have a you know, very short amount of time until they both go off to school mm-hmm. and they, they become, start to become independent of their mama. Mm-hmm. You know, right now I have them all to myself mm-hmm. and I'm very, very grateful for that and for this time. And so mm-hmm. I, I catch myself in these moments of just saying, Sarah, surrender. You don't have to be anything more than their mom right now, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with being just a mom. Yeah. You know? No, it's absolutely fucking epic. It like, we are doing... This is going to sound so cheesy. Say cheesy? It's going to be cheesy? Aw, say it. It was going to come out all impassionate, too. Like... <laughs> We're doing the world's work. Yeah. Because we're raising the next generation. Right. Right. Yeah. But I was gonna be like, we are doing the world's work. Like it was <laughs> And then I heard myself say it and I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> step back. <laughs> or at least brace them for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um um, but we are like yeah. we are we are raising the next generation and many of us I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast fuck maybe not I'm generalizing but that's cool um, 
but I imagine that makes mm-hmm. more sense that many of, of um, the people listening to this podcast right now are are actively involved in raging raging <laughs> raising a conscious generation. <laughs> you just can't get over that I said raging. Many of us are raging. We are doing well, that. Well, we are. We are doing we that. Are. We are doing Fucking that. abortion bullshit and, oh. like, many of us are raging. Maybe that's why that word came out. Yeah, we are. This but is a very ragey time right now for my the women. It is. Mm. And, and men should be raging, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was going to say. I totally lost my train of thought, but I'm really pumped that we talked about this. Me too. Do you have anything, like, is there any, after having that conversation, is there anything else that you wanted to say, wanted to cover, wanted to ask? Like I said before, you know, this conversation has been so therapeutic, and I know I said at the beginning of this episode that, you know, I would be, while I'm speaking, I'm unpacking at the same Mm -hmm. time, so a lot of, a lot of things are swirling around in my head, and, and... It's just reaffirming this conversation is is reaffirming the work that I'm that I am doing and how the work that I'm doing for myself mm. and the the work of surrendering mm. you know that that keeps coming up a lot for me is, is surrendering and I'm realizing in this conversation that that really began after I gave birth to Henry actually maybe uh, probably when I first got pregnant with Henry because mm. you have to surrender your body. Yeah, yeah, right. You lose all control. You know, your body just does what it needs to do, and that's a real fucking hard lesson. And I guess I just like to say that I'm only three years and a couple months down this road of being a mom, and Mm. and um, I I'm actively doing the work every day, and and it's hard, you know, telling myself every day to surrender. You know, I catch myself working like a fucking dog, you know, Mm. if it's not housework, it's raising the boys or it's the podcast or it's design work or whatever it is. I catch myself working like a dog. And it's like, Sarah, stop, baby girl. And Mm. just surrender to what your body is trying to tell you. And a lot of Mm. time it's just saying, girl, just fucking rest. Give yourself 10 minutes. Like sometimes it can be. Your value is not based on your productivity. Yes. Okay. Fuck yes. And that is something I... I think a lot of us struggle with is mm. if I'm not being productive, I am worthless. Right. I have no here's, value. And here's the other interesting thing. Productivity does not equal income. Yeah. You can be real busy and make fucking nothing. Like, yeah. And you can be minimally busy and be making a shit ton. Mm-hmm. That was a really weird way of saying that. Yeah. Minimally busy, but yeah. you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and this is this is actually, speaking of Viola Hug, this is something that she talks about a lot um, in her book, on her podcast. And it's that, like, we're trying to masculine our way to abundance. And yeah. It's, and it's, Ooh. right? Keep going. And it's, um, it ain't gonna fucking work. You gotta, you get, it's okay to feel into it mm-hmm. and if what you're feeling is you need rest rest shit man that's gold right there mm-hmm. masculine our way into abundance mm-hmm. fuck put that down quote me on that i feel like that describes so much of my fucking life wow masculine my way into abundance right but i have to allow abundance i have to feel abundance like 
it's a feeling I embody. And the yeah. more that I embody it, the more I can access it and manifest it in my life. And I mean, you can listen to this and, and be like, manifestation's bullshit, uh, whatever. Whatever. Um, great. That's cool. Um, but it's, we can absolutely block our ways even if we're not believing in things like abundance and manifestation. Like yeah. we can yeah. self-fulfilling we can, prophecy, self-fulfilling prophecy and self-sabotage. Like yeah. we, we will, if These you don't real fucking things, if you don't believe that you are worth it or are doing enough to earn it mm-hmm. and you're feeding yourself, that's right. It doesn't matter how much work you're going to do. You're never going to be where you want to be financially. Cause sometimes it's that leading into the feminine and learning what you need to let go of mm-hmm. in order to make room for the things that are, are right for you that yeah. are going to get you from point A to point B. This is such a profound episode. I mean, oh my God. I, <laughs> I feel like you're going to listen to this I, one like a hundred times. I was just going to say that. I'm going to be editing this and be like, Jesus Christ. Oh, you, should just, you should write down all the quotes as you're <laughs> yes. doing it. Right. And then just send them to me and I can like do out my own little quote package. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. Okay. But this is a lot, like, this is a lot of what I've kind of, I'm a personal development junkie and I have been Mm. for the last little bit, um, which is weird for somebody who doesn't read very much, (laughs) (laughs) yet still I somehow manage. Um, You manifest it. I real do. (laughs) I real do. I real do. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I don't think I've ever said that in my life. When it all real do. <laughs> I really don't think I've ever said that in my entire fucking life. Um, I can't stop unsaying it in my head now, though. <laughs> like, you know, when you're high and you you say something really weird or you hear something weird, it's just like you can't. You're having a hard time moving on to a new thought because you're like, what? Oh, yeah. Just, like playing over that moment. I'm like peeling my forehead skin here. It's- <laughs> So I think we should maybe cut here. Well, we're getting <laughs> yeah. close. We're getting close to the end. We're getting to that, like... Is I'm... there anything that you wanted to add before we before we sign off? Uh, I think I think what I want to add is I really want to encourage people to get in the den so we can actually open up a conversation yeah. about this. Because I, I know that there's so much more to unpack. And for the people that are listening to this, I really deeply want to know your reaction yeah. and your thoughts to this. Because it's such a powerful and profound thought process. And I firmly believe that it's something that we all experience to some degree mm-hmm. um, or another, that like transformational shift of learning that I have to surrender and lean into my feminine in order to do these early years of motherhood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think um, even if you end up going back to work right away, there's still this. Oh Yeah letting go process that happens. That's to even happen. more difficult mm. because then you're torn between having to provide and but wanting to be there for your baby, your child. I can only imagine what single moms go oh, through man. with this, right? Like I, I would, yeah, I would love to hear a single right? mom perspective and how that's affected them. Yeah. So get your buns in the den. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, then there is 100% a post about this because we'll post it up 
um, the day that this was live. So go get yourself in the Momgasm Den. If you don't already know what the den is about, this is our fantastic fucking free Facebook community where we invest a lot of our time and energy as humans, as podcasters, to support you in having these conversations and like share our own personal sexual victories and wins and like today I posted that photo in there um, from my session today that I did with myself along with my thoughts because I was like I don't think I can post this publicly on Facebook I did on Instagram but Facebook red flagged me recently so they're like extra watching me Um, watch list fuck it's the real man (laughs) Jesus fuck I did a post on censorship today because I was like fuck you (laughs) Um, but we also post our, our victories, our wins, yeah. what we're struggling with, what we're loving, um, whether it's toys or life revelations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so you should get in there and you can get in there through following the link in the description for this week's episode. And also, also, also through our social media. I can't like... I was doing so well there. But also through our social media links, um, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, get in there. Fucking right.